Hello, MRS listeners. It's Linda here. We talk about suicide in this episode, which I know can be distressing for many listeners. I am not a therapist. If you or anyone you know has thoughts of suicide or need emotional support in the United States, you can call or text 988. Our guest on the Multiple Revenue Streams podcast today is Lori Oaks. When Lori was 17 years old, she planned her suicide. She's in her 40s now and shares today how she created a system that keeps her in positive thoughts and good feelings and how she teaches others to do the same. Lori is the owner of Amaze Yourself Coaching and co-author of Secrets Every Mompreneur Should Know. Welcome to Multiple Revenue Streams, the podcast for anyone who wants to start a side hustle, business owners who wish to expand, entrepreneurs who build brands, and moms who build empires. I'm your host, Linda Payan, and I'm here to encourage you to keep going, do the little things every day, and start building a revenue stream that you are proud of. Please sit back, relax, grab your sparkling water, and let's find it. Welcome, Lori. Thanks so much for being on the MRS podcast. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. Yeah. When I was reading your information, the one thing that really stood out and just made me stop in my tracks was when you said you planned your suicide at 17 years old. Can you just tell us how you went from there and why you started the business that you're in right now. How you overcame that? Because I'm sure it's not easy. No, no. And I know that there's a ton more people out there dealing with, you know, these same thoughts and the same things that, you know, that I was going through. And so at 17, on the outside, if you looked at it, I had amazing, I had amazing life. I had great parents. They supported me. I played sports. I was an athlete. I had friends. I had all the things. But up here, I just always felt like I wasn't good enough, that I wasn't doing things right, that when I messed up, that people were going to be disappointed in me. And I I did. I kind of fell off in school. And you know, looking back at now, it seems silly, but it was very big in my mind and in my heart and everything inside of me. And I was afraid to tell anybody. I said, you know what? It'll just be better if I'm not here. And no one will have to worry about it. And I won't get in trouble because I, you know, I thought I was going to get in trouble because my grades were slipping and those kind of things. And so it was just easier for me to say, it'll be easier if I'm not here. Luckily, obviously I'm still here. My parents found out it was, we got some help. I started sharing a little bit more and things got better in my life. Then something hard came in my life again. And I would go back down this rabbit hole of just, it would be better if I'm not here. And not to the point of like where I plan to actually commit suicide, but just the thoughts that I would have on a daily basis of like, man, if I just wasn't here, or maybe other people wouldn't like, they wouldn't even miss me if I was gone. If I just, you know, if I just moved across the country or, you know, something like that and dealing with that negative self-talk inside. And mostly because I felt like I wasn't living up to everyone else's standards. Now, in hindsight, looking back, they're like, we were so proud of you. And I'm like, okay, but inside I had created this. And I didn't feel like talking about it with anyone because some of the thoughts seemed crazy, right? Like we think like, oh my God, I'm the only person thinking these thoughts. 
now I know that I'm not the only person thinking those thoughts and, you know, letting people know that it's okay to think the thoughts that you have to ask for help with them. I did this up and down um, through my entire life. My husband and I opened a batting cage right, right out of college. So we owned our own business right from the start, which was awesome because I was, I was a softball player. So I was teaching kids how to play softball. It was awesome. And then 2010 came, which y'all know the economy went like this. And I felt like I was a failure in our business because financially it was falling apart. And again, I went to a place where I didn't want to be around. I thought it was my fault and none of it was my fault. It was, it was everything that happened together. At that point, I actually got introduced to multi-level marketing into some of these, those things that your friends want to drag you into, which was actually a blessing to me because the personal development that's wrapped into those companies is very huge. And so I kind of jumped into that part of it. The money was here and there. Great. Whatever. Jumped into a different company was that same thing, just surrounded by the right people. And then I kind of pulled away from those. And at 40, my youngest at the time was 10 and God decided that we needed another baby. Oh my gosh, (laughs) like this is not supposed to be happening right now. And at that time, I could feel myself falling back into that depression cycle. And now I have my master's that I got since I had the baby and and everything since then really diving into psychology and that I actually probably for my entire life had something called smiling depression. Some people call it walking depression, but it's basically where we show up on the outside and it all looks good, but inside it's just not matching. And I realized, oh my gosh this is me like, and I don't want to grow a tiny human in my body feeling like this. I literally drew that line in the sand and said, I'm going to be better. I'm going to be better for me. I'm going to be better for the baby. I'm going to be a better mother. I'm going to be a better spouse. I'm going to be everything. I just wanted to feel better. And that like, literally that was it. I just wanted to feel better. I didn't feel good. I started sitting down and looking at my life and going, I've had really great times. How did I get to those times? And then I was like, well, why did I fall off of those great times? Like, how did I fall back down into this roller coaster of like really good and really bad? And then when I was at the very bottoms, how did I get back up? As I created this list of things, I realized that every time it was the same. All right, well, here we go. Let's get back out. And I created a system which now led me to where I'm at today, which is life coach and helping other people to feel better, to just get to a better place, to deal with the negative self-talk, to learn how to get rid of that and start moving towards goals and feeling better. Like literally it's just feeling better. I love that. That's the small version. Oh my goodness. With the negative self-talk, how did you go about doing that? And what did you put into place to help you get over those hurdles? Because you mentioned there were patterns over years and years. How did you work through that? So as I put it all together, I actually created an acronym. So the word amaze, the A is for assess. So so literally it's stopping and like assessing what's going on in the situation. What's going on, but where do I want to be? Then the M, so the A and the M kind of go together. The M is for mindfulness. And it's what thoughts am I actually thinking? What it, what am I telling myself right now in this moment? And is it true? Because most of the time when we're in a really bad place, the thoughts that we're telling ourselves are not even true. We're making things up or we're exaggerating things to such a big place that it causes overwhelm and stress. And if we were to really look at the situation and and be mindful of the things we're telling ourselves, we would notice that, oh man, it's not really that bad. (laughs) I'm, I'm not discounting that there are bad things and things are big. When we go into everyday life and we're beating ourselves up for things and we just feel like the whole world is crashing around us, a lot of it, it's made up up here. Being mindful of that 
Then we move to the next step, which is that second A, which is association. So the next three letters is basically building your toolbox. And this toolbox, how I kind of explain it is if you were going to hang a picture on a wall, it could be very fast or it could take forever because if you went into the garage and you needed to find a hammer and a nail and a drywall screw, whatever to put it in, but all of your stuff was like all over the garage, how long would it take you to hang the picture? It would take forever because all of the tools were all over the place and you couldn't find them. But if everything was in a toolbox and you walked out to the garage, you grabbed your toolbox, you went to the wall, you hung the picture, you put the toolbox back, it's very fast. So we all have all of our tools. It's just a matter of if you've put them in your toolbox or if they're scattered all over your brain. And when they're scattered all over your brain and you're trying to find them and you're in a hurry, it's stressful. Like if you're going out to the garage and you're like, oh my God, I only have five minutes to hang this picture. You're going to start freaking out, which is what happens in life. We, we start freaking out about things that show up for us because our tools are all over the place. So those tools are associations, the people in our lives that can help us through these situations. The Z is for Zen, which is the things that we do. So going and crying in the shower, journaling, taking a walk, anything that helps you to feel better at like an actual action that helps you to feel better is what goes into the Zen. And then E is for education, which is always keeping our mind doing something into the positive. And so for me, one of the really, really big things that I noticed on this roller coaster in my life is that every time I was getting better, I was listening to YouTube videos. I was listening to audio books. I was reading books and then I would start to feel better. And then I'll do it tomorrow. I'll do it next week. And I wasn't reading anymore. And I wasn't like really putting myself into saying, I want to be in a good place. I want to learn more about being positive. I want to learn all this stuff. And I would fall off. And then I'd be like, oh, I need to listen to my stuff. I need to turn on an audio or I need to turn on a YouTube video. That's where the education comes in is always keeping our mind. We want to be better. We always can be better every single day. And that's what those, that's what those three things are as your toolbox and getting all those tools in the front of your mind where when something starts to happen, we go, oh, Okay, hold on. What's going on right now? What am I telling myself? What tool do I need to use? It literally could be that, you know, it's a mom screaming at her kids and she doesn't like how she feels. Okay, hold on. I need to go outside for a second. And this was me. I would stop, I would look at my kids and I said, I'll be right back. And I would go outside and they would come sit at the window and watch me outside as I sat there and breathed and looked at the clouds and the trees and just calmed myself so that I could come back to them as the mom I wanted to be. I like it and and not beat myself up afterwards for just screaming at them and then staying in that space. So mm-hmm. using those tools to let me, let me analyze the situation and come back and, and be able to show up in the right way. So that's it. That's the toolbox. That's wonderful. I was just thinking, you mentioned that you went back to college, you know, when you were a mom and I did the same thing and I want to know college when you're getting a master's is stressful. How did you handle family and stress when you knew what you've gone through in the past? How did, how did you handle that with your limited time that you had? Honestly, I'm uber blessed. My parents, uh, they take care of the kids. Like pretty much we're like, here, here's our kids. And they, they will take care of them. So I'm uber blessed in that, in that realm of being able to say, Hey, I need the time. Mm -hmm. Um, to be able to do that. But a lot of it was literally using this because when I would start to feel overwhelmed, like your amazing acronym. Yeah. I'm never going to finish this paper. And I would tell myself, Oh, my deadline's coming. Oh my gosh. And I would say, okay, like 
so what do I need to do? And, you know, there were nights where I stayed up till three in the morning, which I don't stay up till three in the morning. <laughs> where, where is the time that I can be effective and like really sitting down and stopping and saying, okay, yeah, the deadline's coming, but I can either worry about the deadline or I can make a plan to figure out when can I do the paper or what do I need to do to do the paper is, you know, asking for help, which asking for help for me is like, that was one of the hardest things, which is why I put me myself in that position a lot of times throughout my life with the roller coaster, because I thought I would try and handle it all. But being able now to start asking for help, and it's still sometimes hard, like sometimes it's still like, that's a challenge. <laughs> so okay. it's noticing when I start to create that overwhelm of like, okay, what do I need help with? How do I get the help? And, and being able to step in there. So my kids were also a big help. My older kids, that is a blessing for having having older kids and having a like little, little one. So they were able to help a lot too. But right. um, yeah, it's just really just stopping and saying what is going on and how can I fix it? I love it. Great. Thanks for sharing that. Let's just talk about multiple revenue streams. After you started your Amaze Yourself Consulting, how did you lead to the other revenue streams that you have done. And why don't you mention those for everybody? I am part of a collaboration book. It's called The Secrets Every Mompreneur Should Know. In that book, I share the Amaze Yourself system and how mompreneurs need to be able to balance time and balance their energy and be able to to take those breaks to, to really assess their situations. So and doing the life coaching one-on-one as well as doing retreat for the Amaze Yourself system to teach that in a very close setting where we can work one-on-one with really in-depth of or in small groups of what's going on with you and how you can put this into your life personally. And like a, hey, here's the system online. It's literally personal to you of like, okay, well, here's how we take care of this situation. So tell me what your retreats look like. Are they like a weekend retreat or is it a day retreat or how does that work? It's a weekend retreat and, um, anywhere from two to six people coming together, other, um, women, um, stay in the house together. We eat together. We do everything together. And we go through the whole program. So basically I have a 12 week program that I teach one-on-one in my life coaching. We go through the, that entire 12 week program in three days. So from Friday night to Sunday afternoon, and we walk through it. We, we do some of the meditations and just, you know, taking a walk and just learning the tools that you need to be able to apply them into your life. As we go through the weekend, we kind of dig into the things that show up for you because my story is going to be different than your story. And so how does, how does this apply to you? Um, Cause I can tell you everything of that I did, but I want you to be able to say, oh, I could do that in my life and be able to see how it could help me and, and walk through those things. So we do that. And uh, then I do actually do during the retreat. We also do a one-on-one session where you're not there sharing it with everybody in the group. And we, we get really deep into one-on-one into your story. So that's wonderful. It's so important. I'm really glad that you're sharing that with people and your story. I I think it's necessary because a lot of people hold it in when you can share all the struggles that you've had in your life. I think it's so important. So thank you. Thank you for sharing that. Yes. What obstacles have you overcome and why do you think it's important for others to hear? So one of the biggest obstacles um, that I've 
that I can feel in the last five years is overcoming the suicidal thoughts. And, and maybe they weren't suicidal thoughts, but just thoughts of like, man, it would be easier if I wasn't here, or I wish I could just leave right now, those kind of things. And being able to rid myself of those, um, when I go back and look at my story and back into the really low times, I can kind of equate suicidal thoughts as kind of like alcoholism, where every day you have to decide not to drink, right? As an alcoholic, every day I had to decide to want to show up, to not want to disappear, to not have those thoughts. And it's tiring. It's very tiring when something negative happens. Oh, my first thought is, okay, well, I just won't be here anymore. And that's, that's not where I wanted to be. When I found out I was pregnant and I felt myself like dipping into that depression again and being like, how are we going to do this? How are we going to do this financially? How are we going to do this? I'm 40. Like I'm not supposed to be having a baby. Like I don't want to feel like this anymore. And so doing this and going through that, I have not had a, a suicidal thought in five years. And the, the amazing part about that, and all of you guys can like, feel this right now is that I didn't realize it until middle of COVID because we own a batting cage where we do training one-on-one with, with kids. And that's our, that's our income. Like that's our main income for my husband. That's all he does. And we had to shut down and we had just bought a house. So how awesome was all that at the same time in COVID. And I know that had that happened 10 years ago, I would have lost my mind. Mm-hmm. And I would have been scared and I would have been overwhelmed to the point of like, I don't want to be here anymore. And because of all this work that I've done and been able to get my negative thoughts under control and be able to stop and analyze like what's going on. I literally didn't freak out when, you know, we had to take out a loan to help, you know, take care of, to get through COVID and that kind of stuff. Like a lot of people did, but it didn't scare me like, all right, what's next? Like, how do we go forward? And so that's when I realized this is huge to be able to change my mind so much that when something like this happens, where our business is closed and at the same time that I'm not freaking out, like, oh my God, this is really working like a ton. So that was, yeah, huge. no kidding. That is incredible. Now, this is a side note, and this doesn't relate to anything, but I was a softball player too, and I love it. What position, what was your favorite position? I was a pitcher. Same. Nice. Now, how long have you guys owned the batting cages then? Because you mentioned you bought it early on, right? 20, 23 years. 23 years. Yeah. Wonderful. And it's too bad you live across the country from me because <laughs> I could yes. send people your way. Yes, we do. Uh, yeah, we do a lot of one-on-one training and they've done that since literally since the day we walked out of college. That's what we, that's what we did. So I love it. Just to wrap things up, I wanted to ask you a few questions that I like to ask our guests. What is the best advice you've ever received? One of the best ones is that what other people think of me is not my, is not my business. And that one is so huge. And I think that one is, is something that led me to my perfectionism and led me to worrying so much about what everyone else thought about what I did because I was worried about what they thought and, and being able to release that and being like, I don't care (laughs) is like super huge into being able to move forward. So that's a really good one. Oh, yeah. I I feel like that's so important. And it, you know, for some, it takes so long. I I know for me, it took me a long time 
to get over that. What is your favorite app or system that you use to streamline your business every day? Like what's your favorite? This no apps on paper. Oh, your journal. Is it a a journal or is it? No, it's a, it's my calendar. Okay. Weekly calendar so that I have all of my stuff all allocated in front of me, written down, because when we use the written, the written form, it actually helps us release stuff from our brain and reduce stress. So those of you that are stressed out, I know it's crazy to go back to paper, but this right (laughs) here will help you get some of that stuff out of your brain and help you be less stressed. So you use your paper calendar for everything. Yes. For like daily tasks, for goals and dreams and everything everything. And that's part of in part of the system that we do in the 12 weeks, we actually work on how to plan and how to set that stuff up so that it helps you to accomplish things and also to stay on track. Awesome. Lori, thank you so much for sharing your journey and sharing your heart with us today. I really appreciate you. Oh, thank you. Thank you for having me. And uh, I hope that somewhere it helps someone to just get out of that negative cycle. Yes. And I'll put all your information in the show notes. Awesome. Thank you so much. Thanks, Lori. Have a great day. You too. 